Welcome to the Cure for Stupidity podcast, an ongoing exploration of the stupidity in real life, relationships, parenting, and more. Hello and welcome back to the Cure for Stupidity podcast. Uh, we took a couple of weeks off. Two-week uh, unplanned vacation. Hiatus, maybe. <laughs> Mental health break, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it wasn't, yeah, unplanned. Um but things have been really heavy these last couple of weeks. We had the election. Uh, we had the run-up to the election. We had the fallout from the election, the week-long vote counting. I really think it's just the weight of it and mm. the emotions yeah. that I've really been struggling with. Mm-hmm. Um, Me too. And yeah, <laughs> your, your resiliency encourages me. <laughs> I'm definitely the the fragile flower through all of this. It's um, a lot. It's been a lot. Yeah, it's been it's been hard, and coming into your studio, your your office, mm-hmm. you know, to chat it through um, when I don't have my own thoughts sorted out mm-hmm. uh, felt felt fake, felt forced, felt mm-hmm. felt difficult, um, and. I wasn't even ready myself to to process the thoughts like yeah. taking naps and Queen's Gambit and <laughs> all the other distractions yeah. were were really where where my my comfort zone was. So do you feel you feel you're there now? Uh, I'm better. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't feel as heavy. Yeah. So it doesn't mean that I've sorted through mm-hmm. where I was yet. Um but it doesn't feel as heavy as it as it did. Yeah. Um, I I feel like the the trees in the forest, <laughs> you know, um, it's clearing a little. You yeah. know, I'm not I'm not stuck as as deep as I was. So, mm-hmm. um, not figured out, but just not as as bad as where I, I was. You know. Yeah. The the weight of it all. So. Yeah, you know, one of the things that we committed to at the beginning of the podcast or creating the podcast is that we wanted to be authentic. Mm-hmm. We wanted to be transparent, and you know, this has been a really hard time, yeah. you know, for us. Um, it just, just the weight of it, just how nasty people are being uh, to each other, to their neighbors, to, uh, it's just, it's just very, it's very hard. And, and, you know, I think one of the things that um, we, we, you know, we try to stay very informed, uh, you know, going to the election, knowing we're not going to get the results, but still it was very heavy. Yeah. Uh, keeps yeah. The phrase heavy is exactly right. Um and so we kind of, we had our, you know, podcast recording time set. We were like, you know what? Let's give ourselves permission to not this week. And that turned to two weeks. And then, and then the following week was the same thing. We're not, we weren't ready yet. So it was, it was a relief mm-hmm. both yes. times yeah. that we made that decision. Yeah. And so I think it was definitely the right decision, even though it, it was so difficult to, to just say, you know what? I'm not in that space. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, not feeling guilty about it mm-hmm. or like you're letting people down because yeah. um, that, that was all factored in there there also. But yeah. um, some self-care, some yeah. some of the things that we did instead, what 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 has been missing for the past <laughs> two weeks was uh, we both deleted the Facebook app yes. for the the lead up to the week of the election. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and through that whole week. Yeah. You know, we took a, a week-long Facebook break vacation. Yeah. Um, Which was wonderful. Yeah, it was very nice. <laughs> we downloaded Sudoku. Yes. So. Well, and, and, and we also, so we dug up, uh, so Jamie bought Sudoku books for our youngest two. 
Yeah, uh, well, one of them. Our oldest son had one mm-hmm. uh, that he had been working in, and I found it, and I realized it would be fun for all of them. Yeah. So uh, good old Amazon <laughs> and ordered all the kids some Sudoku books, and mm-hmm. so they were doing it, which inspired us to get out our Sudoku books, mm-hmm. and that quickly turned into just downloading the app. And yeah. I put it in the place that the Facebook app used to be, so every time I had that urge to <laughs> go Facebook, memory. it was Sudoku time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, these are all really it's it, these are coping mechanisms for anxiety, right? So, so we're we have been dealing with anxiety. Many people have been dealing with anxiety, and there's a lot of different ways and manners in which we can uh, deal with it. And you know, I think one of the things that has been one of the most profound realizations for me as I was kind of doing research on anxiety over the last several months, uh, you know, with COVID and everything. Well, um, and with my own personal struggles and mm-hmm. in, in realizing that that's some of what I had been going through that mm-hmm. I'd never experienced before. Yeah. So it was new to me and the extrovert that I am coming to you to be like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you did, mm-hmm. you dove into that to try mm-hmm. and help me kind of get some get some at beacons least, at least understand yeah. you know and so and so we the, the the craziest thing that we saw is that that fear and anxiety like we we kind of use them as like, I'm, a, I'm afraid of this but it's actually anxiety or whatever and and the interesting thing is kind of that between the two they have the same like physiological reaction in us like it causes this you know the whole fight or flight freeze response that's called the acute stress response um I knew that. Yeah, you knew that. Yeah, I, I mean, totally. Everyone knows that. Totally right? knew that. I'm such a geek. <laughs> um, but but the, the 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 kind of the definition of fear is a present response to a present stimulus, and anxiety anxiety is a present response to a not present stimulus. Mm. And so the difference there is that when the stimulus goes away, the fear goes away. It it subsides. It fades because the stimulus is gone. Where anxiety, because there's nothing there it can last indefinitely. And so, you know, one of the, sorry, you're going to say something. Oh, I have a thought here. Mm-hmm. So I've seen a bunch of posts mm-hmm. about stop living in fear, like live your life. And I feel triggered by that. Mm-hmm. And maybe, so here's, here's a, here's what I'm trying to wonder because COVID is going on. Is that a current fear or is that anxiety that I'm feeling? Because, Technically, I'm not in imminent danger right. living in our bubble, mm-hmm. so I can see it as anxiety. So, so, but when you said that right now, I also understand that COVID is still ongoing and right. currently ramping up. So, am I experiencing fear, anxiety, both, depending on the situation? Yeah, probably both. Um, like if if you're in close proximity with somebody and they're coughing or breathing, mm. that's probably more fear based. But yeah, well, you're walking that. through, <laughs> you're, but you're walking through a store and there's nobody around you and you're still feeling that that immense pressure. That's anxiety. Mm. And I think one of the hardest things, the reason that that probably triggers you is that what people are saying is don't be anxious. Like there's something wrong with you for being anxious. Like no, like. I am actually experiencing anxiety, and and for you to tell me it's wrong, right? It, that, that's it's it's very insensitive, mm. um, and and it's unfortunate that that people are feeling shamed mm. because they're feeling anxiety, and that's just it, that is something that people feel. And I guess I I've always tried to be sensitive to mm. mental health mm-hmm. issues, yep. struggles. Um, whatever the the proper wording is for mental health 
you know, wellness and well-being and support and being open about it. Mm-hmm. And as I'm for my first time, like exploring this, experiencing it, and it gets really real and deep sometimes mm-hmm. and, you know, reading articles and self-care and my weighted blanket and all this stuff that... By the way, best best birthday <laughs> present I've ever gotten, Jamie, uh, was a weighted, a, a weighted blanket. blanket. Yeah. And, it, and, and it's like our bedtime blanket. It's fantastic. I absolutely love, love some of the things that I have figured out and mm-hmm. realized. Um, and I don't feel stigma. But again, it's something that's new for me and maybe certain you know, triggers happen in different ways. And I'm living in a bubble right now. And maybe Mm -hmm. if I was experiencing this out in a different environment or setting, you know, it would be harder. But that doesn't mean that it's not hard. And that doesn't mean that it's, it's just like every person has some story or, you know, underlying circumstances that are being woven into the way that they live and see the world and react and experience things. And we've talked about this, I mean, for since the beginning of the of the podcast, but every time you just put a different filter on it and yeah. you look at it from a different angle, you still get down to the same thing and trying to just come into things with understanding as opposed to judgment. Mm-hmm. You know, when you come into it and you want to understand and you want to try to to figure out why this person is reacting so completely differently than you. Right. It it helps to have that that curiosity that we've talked about as opposed to the judgment of like what's wrong with you. Yeah. Like just change it. Just fix yeah, it. Yeah, and, and un- unfortunately, but realistically, that's our natural tendency, right? Because we have all of us have successfully lived our lives looking through our own eyes mm-hmm. our entire lives and so what we what we end up doing is developing this this kind of this mental model that the world looks the way it does through my eyes mm-hmm. and what i've experienced and the way i've coped and the way i've survived the way i see things is the way the world actually is yeah. but there's so much more to it and so when someone interacts with us differently or interacts with the world differently like what's wrong with you there must be something wrong with you mm-hmm. let, let me let me fix you <laughs> Right, and yeah. and it's it's about it's about judgment, mm. right? And then we so quickly judge. There's something wrong. There's something right. There's, you know, and and this idea of judgment really, it, it can it can put a it can put a damper on real connection. Yeah, and I think um, just just diving into that, you know, bringing it back to what stuff we've already talked about of you know white privilege and mm-hmm. you know racism, and it's like. If you've never experienced something, if you've right. never seen anyone else experience it, then it makes it easy to dismiss it as, ah, oh, that's in the past, or it's not that big of a deal, or whatever the the things are that can be said yeah. about certain issues. You know, it, it's it's funny. Um, so just this week, uh, I you know I put on my my when we came back to Facebook, so I put on my Facebook Cape Crusader, and I was going to go and <laughs> and uh, and and defend the honor of 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 somebody who was being kind of you know Facebook bullied, um, and and I was kind of going back and forth with this person, and and the thing that stood out to me was he said, systemic racism is a figment of your imagination, and I'm like, what? And and and. That I I teach that you know like that's <laughs> yeah. that's what I do is I help people understand what systemic racism is like you know let me educate you and I was like I I immediately jump into there's something wrong with you let me fix you 
And, and then I caught myself and I'm like, wait a minute. What do you think systemic racism means? And so like we literally like, because like, how could we be so far apart? Yeah. And it's like, oh, we're, we're using the same words probably to talk about different things. And so I asked him and he's like, oh, systemic racism means that the United States is inherently racist and, and people of color cannot succeed here. And I'm like, oh. And then he went on, he's like, and it means that everyone in the United States is racist. And if you, if you uh, disagree with that, then that proves you're racist. And I'm like, oh, got it. Now I understand why you're so... He thinks he's being called racist by the simple fact that system, systemic racism exists. Yes. No, he thinks... Yeah, yes. And he thinks that everyone is being called racist who lives in the United States because of this. And that black people can't be successful. Like he, he like put all of that into this little you know two word phrase systemic racism like mm -hmm. oh, and like once I got that it's like oh I understand why you would get mad if like if that's the definition anytime someone who suggests that like I would get mad at that because that's triggered yeah. yeah yeah and so it's like oh instead of what my natural reaction was which is judge there's something wrong with him take it back to like you said there there might be something that he's experiencing that I that I don't know and when I get flipped to curiosity. All of a sudden, I was able to engage with him differently. I'm like, oh, I hear you. If that were the definition, yeah. Mm -hmm. But here's what I'm talking about. And then he was able to hear me differently because yeah. we figured that out. I think I think um, you are much better at the curiosity <laughs> <laughs> than I am. Um, you know, diving deep into my vulnerability this week. Um, it's hard. Yeah. It, it's definitely not natural for anybody probably mm -hmm. to be like, let me understand you. Like, please enlighten me on how you came to these conclusions or, you know, and I totally fall into that category, you know? And so do I. I mean, like, I don't, I don't yeah. want, I do not want to make it sound like I am like almighty because I'm not. No, I agree. I have hit the Facebook <laughs> character limit on a comment several times. Okay. But you, you eventually get there and I'd say it's mm, probably pretty minimal and rare that I, I, I get to that point. Yeah. Um, and I don't feel like I'm super judgmental and judgy, mm -hmm. you know, oh, you like are. You, totally are. you don't want to see that in yourself. <laughs> you don't want to, you don't want to call that out. Yeah. But at the same time, like exactly what we're talking about mm -hmm. is, you know, curiosity and understanding as opposed to judgment and the yuck, you mm -hmm. know, I, maybe that's part of, what's going on for me is like just sitting in a lot of that yuck, yeah. you know, of everything is so polarized and divisive. And I may not always say it. I may not always comment. I may not, but I, the thoughts are probably still there, you mm -hmm. know, the feeling. And so that yuck, that's part of the weight also, you know, yeah. is just feeling like, oh my gosh, like we are on different planets. Yeah. And how is it even possible, you know, and you just go through the, pretend conversation and yep. the dialogue back and forth and where it's going to end up and you don't actually do anything about it. And yeah. the weight just stays there, you know? Yeah. And well, it, I, think, I think Jamie, I think it, it's, it's because we want to think of ourselves as rational. We want to think of ourselves as logical. And, and when we develop our arguments, like they're all very fact based and rational and logical. But the thing is, is that judgments are born out of emotion. Like judgments are born there first 
and then we rationalize them. Like that's how our brains work. Okay. And so confirmation bias. Yeah, but but also we look for the things that reinforce what we're feeling. Uh, yes, but we're supposed to be logical, and so so okay. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna put put you on the spot here. Thanks. Do you love me? <laughs> yes. Why? Exactly. Yeah, see, but see, but do you see the difference in time it takes? Because I ask you about an emotion. Emotions like that's just natural. Like, yes, of course. But then I say why, and all of a sudden you have to rationalize it, and your brain's like, you're handsome, and then uh, because you're, <laughs> you're kind, funny, you're, you're smart. See, but a, like after a while, like our brains are good at creating those the the rationality behind it, because the judgment is based on emotion, and and that's and that's kind of the truth about judgments and. And why do people like act so irrationally? Because to them, they're basing their judgment on emotion and then creating justifications for that decision that they've made or that mm. judgment that they've made. Mm. Why do you like this candidate versus that candidate? Or you know, like, and it's like we're we're polarizing because it's emotion based. And this is why, like, if you try to like defeat someone's facts, what do they do? They dig their heels in deeper and bring more facts because it's not about the facts. It's about emotion. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's that's one of the hardest things is that we we look at they, whoever, like whatever the other side is, and say, look how irrational you're being. Mm-hmm. And me, I'm all I'm so factual based, but I'm also <laughs> emotional. and to them, they're doing the same thing. And I think um you know, one of the things that, that we have said, both of us have said, and we've heard from people all over the country is it's alarming that half of the country voted for that guy. Mm. And, and no, no matter which side of it you were on. What if it wasn't alarming and it was like heartbreaking? Heartbreaking, terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. All of those are emotions. Soul crushing. Yeah. That's, okay, good. Right? Just... <laughs> <laughs> but, it's all, but it's all the same thing. Those resonate a little bit better for me. I'm just saying. <laughs> But like, but it's, it's, but both sides are saying the same thing. Like how could, how could you possibly, right? How could half the country vote for that guy? And, and I think that's what we're dealing with is that it's emotion based. And then we justify with logic and reasoning. And we look at the other side and we just see, oh, look at all that emotion, that irrational emotion. Right. But then we say, well, why'd you vote for that guy? And they give us reasoning and logic that doesn't make any sense to us. Mm. Right. Because it's, it doesn't match with what we're feeling. Yeah. And so it's, it's, this is one of the hardest. I hear that. I know. And, 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 and one of the, the most difficult things, um, was, was, uh, raised to us by our buddy, Jeff. Oh, uh, yeah, and, book club. Yeah. And, and he said, imagine like the way in which we can dis kind of disconnect, disassociate, disassociate from the reality because we want to justify yeah. And he said, you know, we're all carrying around these, you know, these cell phones, these smartphones and uh, Apple iPhones and Android phones are all made in sweatshops. And we would probably all agree that we're anti-sweatshop. And yet every two years we buy a new one. Mm-hmm. And that's that's there's the disconnect. Mm-hmm. Right. And so what we say is it doesn't impact us deep enough, close enough or whatever. Mm-hmm. So for us, it's easy to dismiss, not ne- that it doesn't exist necessarily, mm-hmm. but it just in our, in our hierarchy of what of we. Of justifications. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is so hard. Yeah. 
And I, and I think that's you go ahead. just and just to bring it back to that that conversation and where it started with with Jeff was mm-hmm. talking about how I I said <laughs> <laughs> that you know for the things that I fight for mm-hmm. and for the things that I chime in on and weigh in on and get a reaction where it's like I can't let it go to me those feel like human rights like yeah very basic like baseline like be a good human stuff mm-hmm. and and that personally affect our family yes right? and no like gay yeah. rights like <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there are a number of people that I love and support mm-hmm. and I don't have any directly tied intrinsic reason yeah. to have that yeah. belief mm-hmm. or support and yet it's something I feel really deeply about mm-hmm. and very passionate very about. Very strong ally, yeah. Yeah. And so for me, I'm on my high horse, like, oh. Moral high ground. This is, yeah, this is what the baseline should be. Like, this should be standard, basic, whatever. There shouldn't be an argument. There shouldn't be another side. And when you get into the nitty gritty of why, mm-hmm. it's it's like, what? Yeah. Like, how is that even a thing? And I can see when Jeff, you know, replies with, like, we can all agree that we're all against <laughs> sweatshops Shops, and child labor and a, these a human rights. Thing. Exactly. Yeah. And this is another human rights issue, and yet we all support it. We all, mm-hmm. you know, allow it, and <laughs> it's so hard. Yeah. It's so hard to. You know, think of everything that would make me a good human and see all the places where I'm failing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, it's, 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 it's crappy. Like, it feels <laughs> like, yeah. oh, yuck. Yeah. Because then when I flip it back around to race and racism, stuff mm-hmm. that does affect us, mm-hmm. stuff that we've personally experienced, for the people that it doesn't affect and for the people that it, yeah. To them, it's the same to them as, you know, the sweatshops. Yeah. yeah. You know, they don't see it. It's not high enough in their hierarchy or their whatever. So to them, it's like, I'm removed enough. Not going to fight that back. Yeah. It's like, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's a good thing. Yeah. Not going to do anything about it. Yeah. It's like, I'm, I, I, I will say no to that. That's it. And and, and that's all, you know, like I think, you know, just like, just the idea of, we were talking about kind of sympathy versus empathy, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, instead of like actually feeling moved to action, and and that's that's the thing, right? Yeah. And and when when we realize that these judgments are born in emotion first, and then we kind of justify around it. Like for us, it's very very clear that a grown ass man jumping out and screaming move you effing ends to our 12 year old son on a bicycle like that is not okay Mm -hmm. and we will fight to make sure that does not happen for their kids Mm -hmm. right that is that is and hopefully to him ever again although that's already happened so right yeah so like that we have very that's a very strong emotion it's helped us create judgments and now we can justify you know the way that we feel, the way we, you know, think it, whatever. And people without that experience, they have different feelings and they have different justifications and everything to them makes perfect sense. And like our 
Like, why are you so worried about this racism thing? Mm -hmm. Like, that's in the past. Like, they, to them, like, we seem irrational. Mm -hmm. Like, just pure emotion and mm -hmm. whatnot. And so, um, that, I think that's that's the weirdest thing. Like, we have this this phrase, you know, wh why would you do that? Why did you do that? How could you possibly? All these phrases, they could be curious phrases. What? Why did you do that? I'm actually curious. Or why did you do that? Mm -hmm. Right? And mm -hmm. and I think more often than not, we, we lean into judgment. Mm -hmm. Um not necessarily we, but like we as a people, right? <laughs> we, we do that. And, and actually, when we do that, it doesn't allow for the kind of introspection that we hope it will generate. Like, I, I wish people would think, like when I ask, like, why would you do that? Like, I would hope that they kind of think about themselves and say, hmm, maybe I want to change. But when they hear it as judgment, they get defensive. And like, there's like no way they're going to actually change it change it yeah and the, to justify it for the other side again even when i have those moments of introspection and trying to like genuinely dig into like the the why and like you know even in our, our arguments that we've unpacked you know on the podcast <laughs> it's like sometimes it's hard for me to go back and see the other side even when hmm. like i'm unpacking it and like doing my best to like genuinely try to see it from the other side. Yeah. Like, yeah. I still fail. Like yeah. I still struggle to see how it really could have been any different than what happened the first time through, right. you know? Right. Yeah. Which and which is which is normal and and hard. Right? That's the hard thing. It's like normal. No, but that's that's the thing. Like that that's normal behavior. Like I do the same things. Like I and I think maybe because I'm an introvert and I I will think about something 10 times before I say it out loud. Mm. Like, Must I, be nice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that's like. You'll think about things zero times before you say them out loud. Um, but like I, I think about those things over and over and over and over and over again. And and I am more likely, I think, because of that process to hear myself say, there's something wrong with her. Like, why the heck can't she see it? Mm. Or why the heck can't they? And I, I will hear myself saying that. I'm like, and like sometimes, like just like I was talking with a guy on Facebook, like as I got to the end of my gigantic <laughs> response, I'm like, oh, that that's the and so like then I I kind of course corrected and reworked it, and then all of a sudden, and and we ended up having that connection. I think the 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 hardest thing is realizing that. It may not matter if I'm right. Mm. Like, probably doesn't. Like in the in the big picture. Mm -hmm. Like in that moment. But I'm just gonna play the other side on everything tonight. Apparently, <laughs> the starfish, the story of the starfish. Mm -hmm. like, it made a difference to that one. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't know if everyone knows that story, and I, I don't even. I, I'm terrible at retelling oh, jokes I'll, and I'll stories. Story. Okay, but I think we may have told. But like the kids, kids walking down the street, uh, the beach, the beach, <laughs> and uh, there's you know the beach is littered with starfish because the tide went out too fast, and the kid, the uh, uh, man is kind of walking in the opposite direction, sees his kid bend down, pick something up, and throw it. And he says, hey, what are you doing? And the kid's like, oh, I'm saving the starfish. And he, and he looks up and down the beach. And like the beach is like covered with millions of starfish. And he's like, there's no way you can you can make a difference. To, you can no way you can make a difference. And the kid picked up a starfish, threw it in, said it made a difference to that one. Yeah, there yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah. So that's what it feels like to, to in our immediate bubble, try to affect change. Mm-hmm. Am I going to be able to reach everyone? Am I going to be able to even change one mind? Probably not. Yeah. But 
understanding the other side, like having the vulnerability, yeah. having the authenticity, whatever the, the mm-hmm. key words are that, you, that people use, you know, just being able to say, this is why I care. Yeah. And this is why I'm passionate about it. And continuing to reiterate those phrases over and over and over mm-hmm. that no matter how sick people are, and it's like, oh my God, like this lady needs to get over it. It's like, no. Well, let me let me pause you there because I think what you just said was really, really powerful is is you said, this is why I'm so passionate. Right. And so and so you're actually you're talking about that emotion. You're not saying you're wrong. Mm. And you're not saying I'm right. You're saying this is why I care, mm-hmm. which is something that doesn't usually show up in, in those kinds of conversations, mm-hmm. right? Usually it's about let me tell you all the facts or why you're such an idiot, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what we usually do. Um, but what you just said there, like well, that's how you make a I think that there's a good difference. mixture of, of, of all the things in there. <laughs> there's a good mixture of all of it. I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not a one, one person, you know, where I just do the same thing over and over. No, I, I mix it up. I spice it up. So... <laughs> I've definitely probably well, been known to do the facts. Credit, give yourself some credit for that because that that's how you make a difference for yeah. people. Is is it's not in saying, you know, going around telling people, Oh, you're a racist, mm-hmm. but saying, Let me tell you the story of what happened to my family. Let me tell you why I care about this. Let me tell you why it matters that you wear a mask, you know, like because because of my and you tell a personal story. And mm-hmm. and that is something that makes that that makes that difference because yeah. you get you get right to that emotion. I think just just trying to lay it all on the table, mm-hmm. you know, with our with our contractor and the the workers in the house. Yes, yes. You know, um, we were really struggling with the mask thing when they first started. They all said yes, they would do it, and then like every once in a blue moon, like the nose is out or they answer their phone and they take it off in the house, and um, and just continually reiterating to them, you know, like this is really important to us. Like, this is, this is why, mm-hmm. you know, and like breaking that down. And then I decided to put a sign on the door mm-hmm. of like that constant reminder every time they come into the house. Cause I get it. They come in and out of the house a hundred times a day, you know, tiling and debris out and whatever else. And it's, you know, not an easy thing to remember. It's not natural. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we're one of, you know, five job sites that's enforcing it, you know, heavily based on, trying to maintain as tight of a bubble as we can and giving my mom a safe space and mm-hmm. giving us time with her. And like, I will never forget when the kids got to hug my mom, like oh, that, beautiful. that like right there, like that is the reason, you know, mm-hmm. like me getting to hug my mom, yeah. you know, after going without touch for four months for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those are the things that make me passionate. Those are the things that make me, feel okay to remind constantly about the mask and let them know like, and I think they understand because I always try to say it with a smile and a a Mm -hmm. friendly reminder of like, I don't judge you and I don't expect you to have the exact same, you know, standard that I have. But when you're in our house, like I'm, I'm pretty strict, you know, Mm -hmm. like, and I'll, I'll remind you as many times as I need to. And the why matters. And, and Mm -hmm. that's, that's why I'm okay with repeating it. Mm-hmm. 20 or 30 times and I don't feel like they're doing it out of disrespect or spite or anything no. in between so there's that human you know understanding in there of they're trying to understand why I'm so passionate and I'm trying to understand why you know yeah. it may not be natural for them no judgment just yeah. I'm firm mm-hmm. and you gotta you gotta do it this way within our house yeah 
when you go outside, when you go anywhere else, like that's on you. And thank goodness for peeps. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that, that reminds me of kind of one of the, the, the biggest stressors right now is kind of going into the holiday season yeah. and, you know, going into Thanksgiving and Christmas and with, you know, the numbers spiking around the country and, you know, you, you, you shared with me that, that, you know, it took us 10 months to, to hit 10 million cases in our country and then six days to hit 11 million. Yeah. And like, that was, that was last week, by the way. So yeah, this past, yeah, <laughs> this, this past, past week, week we um, had 1 million cases in six days. Yeah. And so it's like, as we're thinking about this, you know, unfortunately there's a lot of misinformation uh, about about the virus and they're like oh the virus is teeny it can get through the holes in in the mask like yes the virus can but for the virus to su- survive airborne it actually gets trapped in a bubble of water and mucus and floats through the air and that can get trapped in the mask that's why we wear masks um and and you know pulling it down over your nose like it's when you exhale the the not just when you cough or sneeze but when you exhale there's the invisible micro droplets. They are little, little drop. I mean, you can feel like you go, like you can feel the moisture on your hand. If you exhale on your hand, you can feel. You're, you're like, you got to wash your hand now. I know. <laughs> Don't touch anything. <laughs> right. But, but you can feel, you can feel the moisture, even though you can't see it. And so like putting it down over your nose and you breathe through your nose, like there's no point in wearing a mask. Yeah. Like yes, coughing, sneezing. Yes. Protect yourself, cover it up. But also the mask is for when you're exhaling, when you're talking, when you're breathing. And and a lot of people don't know that. Yeah. And and so, you know, just if we can, you know, give, give any advice, just stay as safe as you can. Yeah. Um, because it, it is uncomfortable. It is frustrating. It is annoying. Um, but my I, ears hurt permanently between my glasses and my mask. <laughs> yeah. My poor ears are like enough. Yeah. Like seriously, leave me alone. <laughs> but, but the interesting thing that we're seeing right now is that people were more careful in April and May yeah. than they are being right now. Yeah. And and now there's infinitely more threat. Yeah. Infinitely more threat. I mean, just, just not infinitely more threat, but just, you're you're more likely to run into somebody that is unknowingly contagious. Yeah. And, and, you know, asymptomatic. And so, um, you know, be as safe as you can be. And, and we will continue to, to stay in our bubble. Yeah. Um, to uh, each their own and yeah. to their to their families. Just stay safe. Do, yeah, do the be best safe. you can. Be safe. <laughs> uh, know. Next week, we will be here right before Thanksgiving. Yes. So we'll be getting ready for our Zooms giving. <laughs> Zooms giving. Doing some Zooms giving. Um, I'm actually kind of excited to cook a very small turkey. Yeah. Uh, used to That's carry, unheard of. We're usually like a 15-pound bird. So. We're usually the, the house where we love to host. Uh-huh. And uh, and we have a brand new house that's renovated. <laughs> and it would be lovely to host, but... I think that's that's also some of the emotions that, that mm-hmm. are feeling so heavy. Kind is missing it. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I... I I am okay with missing the traditions. You know, the Halloween went went fine for us. Mm-hmm. We we adjusted and we were okay. Um, but it doesn't mean that there's not some emotions in there of like, oh, ho hum, like, all right. Well, in the big the the so your your family, my family, we we love family gatherings. Mm-hmm. You know, big birthday dinners and celebrations and the the big holidays are big family gatherers for our families and. And I think that's there's a little like a, a little sadness, yeah. you know, a little sadness there. And and as we were kind of talking with Jasmine, like sadness is <laughs> part is is an emotion that's part of the whole yeah. basket of emotions we carry. And mm-hmm. sadness is not bad. 
it's okay. Like like in the movie, right? The Inside, inside Out Inside Out. You know, but... But I think I need to watch that tonight. We'll watch some Inside let's, Out. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, need to, I need to tap into all the other feelings that I'm not used to experiencing so, so, so heavily. <laughs> N- not anger, hopefully. Let's keep anger out for tonight. No promises. <laughs> <laughs> so if the cork breaks on the wine bottle, there yeah. will be some anger. How about that? Does that work for that you? That works. That okay. works. That's acceptable anger. <laughs> Well, thank you for joining us in this uh, a little extra long uh, podcast. Uh, but we we missed you. We missed we missed this. This is this is one of the best things actually for our relationship. Yeah, uh, is, is having these chats. It's always good. Mm-hmm. It's just like again the anxiety leading up to it of like, oh, and also showering, you know? <laughs> doing my hair, those basic things. It's like, man. Yeah. And I, I want to just put put the totally <laughs> off script, but you know, um, I wanted I've been, I've been noticing this really interesting. Uh, you know, we we talk about gender difference. We talked about the gender difference in the last podcast, and 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 I've noticed this very interesting gender difference. Uh, you know, uh, Nicole does a lot of work with you know women's leadership and just kind of these ideas of how different genders you know show up at the office, and you know, women's clothing is typically more polyester thin you know, skirts, you know, and those sorts of things. And men's closing like, or like at the office, like long sleeves, Whoa. suit jackets, wool. And so like the, so men are usually warmer in the office. Women are usually colder. And so what do they do? Men turn down the thermostat. So women are extra cold. Mm-hmm. And so one of those, that's one of those differences that we don't really think about, but sometimes happens. So I've no, also noticed that with Zoom. And so women spend- Women are cold in their own houses. <laughs> Where are you going here? Friend? We're gonna pivot here. All right. <laughs> no, but but I've noticed that women like I gotta shower, I gotta put on makeup, I gotta do this, I gotta get ready, and like there's this, it's a big production to get on a a meeting when the camera's on. Now, I see these memes like mm. you know camera on me, camera off, or whatever, uh-huh, uh-huh. and it's like for me like you can't see, but I've got like a little uh, cl- dressing dressing like a shirts here. I walk War- in, wardrobe rack wardrobe rack. I walk in, I throw on a shirt, throw on a tie, throw on a vest smooth out my hair and if it's like a big deal i will shave once a week like and it's 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 a completely different experience for me and i think that we should acknowledge that i wish well first of all i would never i would never adjust my hair this way to be clear ever because that's just asking for trouble but i wish that it was that simple for me when i wake up like even for the construction guys you know ringing the doorbell at seven in the morning i'm like Ooh, sorry guys. This is rough. No apologies necessary. But it's uncomfortable. I know, but that's, that's just, I just I just want to bring that up because yeah. it, that is a, is a meaningful difference um, uh, that that we should just acknowledge exists, and um, ho- hopefully we can we can you know keep talking about these things uh, so that no one has to kind of hide or be ashamed of it, or maybe we can kind of normalize it, and and maybe you don't have to shower before the podcast. Maybe I'll just do a camera off podcast. Oh, maybe we transition to audio only, which which may actually happen. <laughs> maybe just simplify things a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, if you want to follow along with us, uh, you can grab the book, The Cure for Stupidity, at thecureforstupidity.com. Um, it's it, it's a fun book. Uh, I, I was just looking at hit uh, it hit the bestseller list for. Uh, government relations. Oh, well, again, so that's that a, that's really exciting. Timely. I know, isn't that isn't that wonderful? So, um, you know, it's it's it, it kind of follows along. We'll keep going with this. Um, hopefully, you join us next week uh, as we we continue the conversation, and hopefully, we'll be back next week again. And <laughs> the world, the world's 
stays cool enough for, for, for my emotions, but <laughs> we're good. It'll be good. <laughs> Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.